The Data Security Act of 2015, introduced last year by Representatives John Carney of Delaware and Randy Nagabauer of Texas, is being criticized by retailers and lauded by banks, once again fueling the debate between bankers and retailers over how retailers should be regulated and held more accountable for cybersecurity. Here, Doug Johnson, Senior Vice President of Payments and Cybersecurity Policy at the American Bankers Association, explains why the financial services community supports passage of H.R. 2205, better known as the Data Security Act of 2015, because it holds retailers to the same security standards as banks. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So Doug, this bipartisan bill, which aims to establish a national data security and breach notification standard for banks and retailers, is once again feeling the finger pointing between bankers and retailers over which sector should bear the most responsibility for data breaches. Why is this debate just heating now? Well, Tracy, I think that you correctly point out that this has been an ongoing discussion uh, for a, a number of years. In fact, uh, national data breach notification standards have been under discussion for essentially a decade. I think that the, what's important in uh, HR 2205 is the fact that for the first time in that decade, we're talking about a national data security standard as well as a, a breach notification standard. And I think that's incredibly important because it just makes common sense that what we should really be talking about initially is, is how we really secure data and what are the standards associated with securing data so that we don't have those breaches to the greatest extent possible to begin with. And so that's really what I think 2205 tries to really do, and its uh, companion on the, the Senate side is try to set up that kind of an environment where we're, we're really trying to ensure that to the greatest extent possible, all businesses adhere to the, the same level of, of data security. Because I think that really that data security standard is scalable. I think one of the things that, that we continually hear from the retail side is that you know, banks have to have a higher level of security than the retail environment does. And I think that our response to that is, has always been that even the smallest credit union has to abide by Gramm-Leach-Bliley. The smallest credit union, which is maybe akin to the size of uh, the smallest coffee shop, actually has the same requirements, but those requirements scale to the size of the institution and the risk that that institution uh, presents to the overall environment and the kind of sensitive data that that, that entity has. And, and so I think that you know, using Gramm-Leach-Bliley as, as the basis or the standards within Gramm-Leach-Bliley as the basis is, is entirely appropriate. So just to expand there a bit, Doug, on, on what you just said, retailers, of course, have criticized the legislation. They claim that it favors banks rather than representing the unique security needs of retailers and other businesses. It does seem like a valid argument. Why should retailers be expected to meet the same regulatory burdens as banks? Because they have a lot of the same data. I think that's first and foremost what's important is protecting that data. And we wouldn't presume under the, the standards that financial services essentially abide by that, again, the example of the, the smallest bank or the smallest credit union doesn't have to essentially accomplish the same level of security as the largest money center bank. The provisions on the, the banking side completely envision the fact that there are idiosyncrasies between businesses. Businesses are different, and those differences are taken into consideration on a risk-based basis to the extent that the institution or the business makes a determination of what its risk is and what the dangers are associated with those risks. 
and what kind of mitigating measures they need to put in place associated with those risks. And to me, that's an appropriate exercise regardless of what size the organization is. Doug, retailers say that they're supporting a bill, H.R. 1770, the Data Security and Breach Notification Act of 2015. And one of the reasons that they say they're supporting H.R. 1770 rather than H.R. 2205 is that it does not call for retailers to comply with rules laid out in Graham-Leach-Bliley, which were written specifically for banks, they argue. One of the things they say is that the need for employee background checks is something that they don't really feel is a necessity in the retail environment. Do you think retailers are just grasping at straws here? I do. I absolutely do. Uh, because what they've done is they've used an example that really doesn't apply to all financial institution employees as well. Financial institutions make the determinations of, of which employees they feel necessitate background investigations. Under the regulations which we have in place on financial services, if those were to apply to uh, commercial entities, to retailers as well, uh, the retail entity could make the determination as to whether or not a background investigation is advisable and determine, uh, for instance, that it isn't advisable. That's completely within the discretion of the retail concern. So I, I think it is a straw that they're grasping at, and, and I think that Largely, what we really need to be focused on is, is not you know, individual measures that um, may or may not apply, but rather the larger issue of, of how we better protect the data that both retailers as well as financial services companies are responsible for. Doug, last week I interviewed Austin Jensen of the Retail Industry Leaders Association. I'm not sure if you caught that interview, but in it, Austin explains why retailers would prefer to be regulated by the FTC rather than being held to standards like Graham-Leach-Bliley, which they say, again, were designed for banks. Do you think the FTC is really in a position, Doug, to do enough to get retail cybersecurity in check? Well, I think it's entirely appropriate for the FTC to be the regulatory entity in this particular instance. I welcome the fact that some in the retail environment are, are now recognizing that the FTC has appropriate authority in that regard. There was a time for a long period of time where that was a question as to whether or not you know, the, the merchant environment actually felt that FTC should have that authority. Um, they've actually tried to test that authority in court and they lost. And so then the question becomes your question, since FTC, by court decree, as, as well as by the various actions they've taken over the course of the last couple of years, um, now clearly has the authority to essentially uh, enforce data security standards. I find it interesting that when you look at the Wyndham decision and when you look at some of the other actions that the FTC has taken, that the kinds of things that they're requiring retailers to do to the extent that they've suffered some sort of a compromise or breach is not unlike what we would see as financial institutions within an enforcement action from a financial institution regulator to the extent that we uh, had a similar breach or a similar compromise within a financial institution. So I think that the FTC, while it's never going to have the ability to examine merchants to the same degree that financial institutions are examined, they certainly should and do, and the courts have essentially backed up the authority of the FTC to take action that's very similar to what a regulatory agency on the financial services side would take uh, to the extent there is some sort of a compromise. So I think that the world's 
are actually coming together because of that, because of the specific actions the FTC has taken lately and their comparability to, to what we've seen on the financial services side. So, Doug, what do you think needs to happen going forward? I mean, obviously, retailers and bankers support a federal breach notification law, but bankers and retailers are likely going to have to agree before any legislation can move forward. What next steps need to happen? Well, I think that from the merchant side, I, I would very much like less of the focus to be on the fact that, that these are somehow gram leach blally provisions and more on the, the fact that the FTC as the regulatory agency in this instance really should be looking at the same kind of generalized standards that financial services companies are looking at um, and, and then have you know, some sort of uh, enforcement authority associated with those standards. I think that's not unlike what actually is occurring in the marketplace presently. And so I, I think if I had my wish, that's, I'd like to see us on a policy basis with the merchant environment get past this discussion of, of whether or not Gramley-Spiley applies or it doesn't apply. The courts have essentially said that FTC has the authority FTC has really looked to the kinds of things that are in place associated with Gramley-Spiley and taken some of those provisions and have a great degree of similarity in terms of the enforcement actions that, that they're taking. So I think we're past that discussion, and we should really be looking at this from an operational standpoint, which I think we did a good job with in concert with the merchants several years ago when we worked in concert with them on an operational basis after Target and, and after Home Depot and, and tried to come to conclusions on an operational basis, not a policy basis, as to how to best protect the environment. And so I think we can take those lessons that we learned in terms of working more effectively together and sharing information on an operational basis and, and really apply that on the policy side, too. That'd be my wish. Another good example of that would be that the FSISAC actually runs the infrastructure for the, the retailer's version of their information sharing apparatus. And so I think it's that kind of cooperation on the operational level that I would also like to see on the policy side. Doug, you answered my next question, but I'll just ask you to expand here a bit. I was going to ask about efforts behind the scenes to encourage more collaboration between banking institutions and retailers. What kind of work is going on with the ISACs? Well, I, I think that what we have seen is the fact that the FS ISAC as a model for information sharing has, has really been looked at as something which has applicability across sectors and also sectors including the retailers have recognized that there's no necessity to essentially uh, rebuild a, and reinvent an infrastructure for information sharing in their environment to the extent that that infrastructure already exists in the financial services environment and can be mimicked on the retailer side. And so that's essentially what has been happening operationally uh, behind the scenes is a ability and an interest on the part of the financial services environment to try to assist the, the retail infrastructure in building a uh, more effective information sharing network so that cyber threats uh, are more effectively shared you know, between retailers in their own protected environment. And I think that's a very helpful sign. And again, what I'd like to see is, is more of that type of activity really occurring on the policy side that is occurring on the operational side at this point. And Doug, before we close, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? I think that I, I am hopeful, Tracy, that 
Um, not this year, but obviously the, the conversations associated with uh, HR 2205 and, and other uh, data security and data notification bills. You know, I'm optimistic that, that those discussions will continue and that those discussions into next year will start to have uh, essentially a greater recognition of the actual marketplace uh, realities associated with what FTC is currently doing in terms of enforcement actions and the, what FTC is actually able to do in terms of what the courts have said they have the authority to accomplish. I think that 2205 recognizes that and, and helps codify what's actually occurring in the marketplace. I don't think it's creating anything that is, frankly, new at this particular juncture, and I'm hopeful that that's the place that we end up when we continue to talk about these bills next year. Well, Doug, as always, I'd like to thank you again for your time. You're very welcome. Again, we've just heard from Doug Johnson of the ABA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.